Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivian.com. And Tracy.com and it's sex talk S E X T O K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm fine. Well, happy Valentine's Day for Monday. Yes, happy, happy Valentine's Day to you. Single Awareness Day. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. Is this Single a... Awareness Day? Because it's awful, isn't it, really? Oh, Single Awareness Day. Yes, I've had some sad Valentine's Days in the past, I have to say. You well, prob- it does. You, pr- you probably haven't. I'm sure you've always I been. absolutely have. Absolutely. And also, I think it's just such a pressure on all couples. I think it's less so. The longer you're together, the less Valentine's is a pressure. But I used to hate going. I still do. I don't like going out on Valentine's nights where you're sitting in a restaurant and you're watching these couples sit apart, sit across from each other who clearly haven't had a proper conversation in years and they're just looking around and, and it's just excruciating. We I are can't not, bear to watch it. We're not doing that. Because no. we're going out to lunch. I was like, why don't we go out to lunch? Like, we're both yeah. wide awake. Everything's nice. You know, we can have a normal conversation as opposed to like the kids and nighttime. I just, you know, what about you? What yeah. are you going to do? Well, it's a Monday, isn't it? So we just, I think we just, I think we've actually got to the point now where we just said we're not even going to do cars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is we're just going to have a normal old Monday, but we're always going out to nice restaurants on the weekend. So I think on tomorrow we're going to a nice restaurant for lunch. So I'll just say surprise, surprise. This Aww. is Valentine's Day. Well, no. gr- Valentine's Day is my dad's birthday, so growing up oh, it was it? always like a very festive day. So yeah. I always associate it with that. But anyway, oh, your dad seems so nice. Well, that would be lovely. And he's just got married, hasn't he? So not no. that long ago. No, like twenty-five years ago. My dad. <laughs> No. Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Oh, my! that's my father-in-law. Yes, my father-in-law right, okay. just got married. Yeah, okay, right. Yes, my father-in-law just got married. I thought your remarried. dad remarried recently. Or did I just... No, my, Kyle's dad got married recently. Oh, my dad right. got married when I was getting in college. getting on podcast no. now, chatting away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Does anybody care about this? Sorry, everyone. No, okay, no. you're like, get on with it already. Okay, so today we have three questions for all of you. Question number one. This is something I'm sure you get asked all the time, but... This is when I stop yelling. But do I really need to swallow? I don't mind giving my partner oral sex, but really hate the swallowing part. He says it's like having a hot dog without the tomato sauce. Is this true or is he making a fuss over nothing? Tomato sauce? You mean ketchup? Is this true or is he making a fuss over nothing? So he's saying if she doesn't swallow, it's making the hot dog not taste as good for him? That's right. It's like you can't have one without the other type of stuff. Uh, Bacon and eggs? 
hot do you do have hot dogs over there, right? Yes, we have hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. it's obviously an English question, isn't it? To say <laughs> tomato sauce. I'm like, what? Okay. So well anyway, what do you what right. do you think about this? Okay, so I do think he's making a lot of fuss about nothing. And I think that swallowing, like a lot of things to do with sex, is just a bit of a head game because he's seen it in porn. He thinks that that's what the be-all and ultimate is. But the fact is, is that all of the nerve, pretty much all of the nerve endings in the penis are concentrated in the head of the penis. And swallowing has got nothing to do with stimulating the head of the penis. And it's like deep throating. You've heard about deep throating, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Deep throating is when, do you know in porn where they take the penis really, really deep into their throat? It's exactly what you think. Apart from in porn, I honestly don't think I've ever met anyone in real life who's actually done this. But men seem to think that this is something that happens all the time. Another problem with porn. If you do want to try deep throating, by the way, the, the only thing that really stuck in my head was research here was that you have to lie on the bed with your head off the bed and your throat and your neck tipped back. And then it makes you, makes a big long line. It maximizes the throat penetration. But anyway, even talking about this just makes me claustrophobic and not want to do it. So, um, so wait, the, the, so you're supposed to lay and yeah. put your head off the side of your bed. So you're basically like, Upside down off the bed and then and then that Yeah, so, so okay, you're lying fine. on okay. the bed. So lying across the bed with your head off the bed. So your head's like back. Okay. And if you look at me, you can see how that elongates yes. your neck. I, I'm yeah. seeing your long neck, yes. Perfect for deep <laughs> And you've got, to, you've got to breathe through your nose. Oh my god. Did you ever think you'd be doing this? No. No, this is, this is anyway, hilarious. You don't see, but you don't have to swallow. Go back to the question. To give outstandingly good oral sex, but you do need to let him know that you're not going to do this and definitely don't just leave him hanging so I think it's good to warn before and just say look really happy to do this but I really don't like swallowing so you know I won't leave you just hanging there but this is what's going to happen so certain things you can do you can either let him ejaculate in your mouth and just hold it in your mouth and then discreetly disappear and spit it out or you could withdraw once you feel that he's in the throes of orgasm and finish him off using your hand. That's what most couples do. Or you can withdraw and then he takes over and can ejaculate elsewhere on your body. Lots of men find that quite sexy. Now, I would say, though, if you've never swallowed, you should try it once. And the trick is to just swallow really quickly, right? But the thing is, Contrary to popular belief, you know, semen isn't sulfuric acid. It's just water and mucus. And do you know what it tastes like? Alfalfa sprouts. Tastes like alfalfa sprouts. Do you have them over there? <laughs> do we have alfalfa sprouts? I'm actually yeah. not even sure I've had alfalfa sprouts. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, think those. whenever they come on a sandwich, I take them off and I certainly would order them. So I don't even know. I don't think that reference is. Oh, but anyway. Okay. Tastes a bit like, you know, it tastes a bit like good for you spinach or something like that. And if it does taste bad, by the way, it means that his diet's bad. It means that too much beer, too much garlic, too much curries. And I did read somewhere that if he eats pineapple, it makes his semen taste really good. So you could try that. One morning with swallowing. <laughs> I'm just though. imagining that everybody listening to this like moves their car wheel and they start heading to the supermarket as they're listening to us <laughs> to get more pineapple. <laughs> yeah, which is readily available everywhere, as you Sold know. out in London. What could be happening to this <laughs> rush on pineapple supply? Oh, my God. I'm going to get Mars to try that and just see what happens. One warning with swallowing. So actually, do you know how, how often I get asked, and it must be from young people, we hope it's from young people, is can you get pregnant from swallowing? 
No, you can't. Semen is very, I mean, sperm are very clever little buggers, but they're not that clever that they can penetrate whole organs to get to the womb. It's not the womb, is it? The egg. But what swallowing can do, though, is give you an STI. So because it's a bodily fluid. So if you're not in a monogamous relationship and you haven't had a check, don't do it because you can get gonorrhea, you can get chlamydia, hep B, HIV, and just by wrapping your mouth around his penis, you are putting yourself at risk of herpes, genital warts, and syphilis. And I mention this because I think that we get so worried about COVID that we forget that there are other nasty little dangerous little things out there that we need to be careful of. So it's it's not just about the, you know, is this going to make it better for him? It's also about what health risks you might be taking. True. There was a time when everybody was talking about how many calories it had. Do you remember that? I know, I do remember. It's got five calories, just so you know. Five Five? calories. Five. But what about the guy who's been drinking all the beer and all that? Doesn't affect the (laughs) calorie count? It's just a bit of mucus. I mean, every time I say the word mucus, I think that's going to make people really never swallow ever again because it sounds disgusting, doesn't it? But it smells quite fresh. I mean, you know what it smells like. It smells, it almost smells a bit like bleach, I think, sometimes. I'm not engaging in this conversation. Okay, question number two. (laughs) You're always talking about how much better sex is when you use lube, but which lube should I be using? And what about things like Vaseline and baby oil? Don't they do just as good a job? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. No, they don't. And But I, I am always waxing on about Lou because it does improve your sex life instantly, dramatically. And straight couples only seem to drag it out if she gets dry during intercourse. Gay male couples are brilliant at using lube. They use it for hand jobs. They use it for toys. They use it for, you know, anal intercourse, anal play, everything. So straights should take a lesson from gay male couples because they really do know what lube does. And also, I mean, there's so many complaints about vaginal dryness in women. And lube is one of those artificial inventions that really does mimic natural lubrication. It really does cling to the the side of the vaginal wall in exactly the same way. So it can mean the difference between dreading sex and looking forward to sex if you do suffer from dryness. So make sure you do use it. Now, the other thing about lube that no one thinks about is that if you put a drop of lube inside the condom, it is far less likely to tear. So it makes for safer sex as well. So the trick to lube, though, is that you've got to use the right amount because if you use too much, you reduce all friction and then you can't feel anything. All sensation goes. So you've always got to start with the tiniest, tiniest bit and then add a little bit as you go along. Because some people who say, oh, I didn't like the lube because, you know, it made me not feel anything. Well, it's because you put too much on, okay? So... 
The first lube is saliva, which is always there if you haven't got a dry mouth or been drinking too much the night before. It's natural. It's great for everything, but it runs out. I mean, your mouth can only produce so much saliva and it doesn't last very long. So that's why people don't use saliva and do buy lube. I'll tell you what else it's great for, though, is that if you put some lube on and use add a bit of saliva, it reactivates it. It gives the lube a new lease of life. So do that. Household things like baby oil, Vaseline, hand cream, olive oil, butter. You know, people just look around the thing and (laughs) try anything sometimes. This works in movies. In reality, it really doesn't work. It damages condoms if you use anything oil-based, right? So forget that condom protecting you from anything at all. It upsets the very delicate balance of, you know, pH balance of the vagina and can end up giving you thrush and all sorts of infections. They're messy, they're smelly, they're a bugger to wash out. And the thing is, lubes aren't that expensive. So why would you use something that's probably not going to work very well and also bugger things up a bit? Then just go out and buy a decent, you know, decent prized lube. But don't go too cheap either, by the way, because then you'll get all sorts of nasties like that are highly irritating. If you go really cheap, you get things. So make sure it hasn't got glycerin. Make sure it hasn't got petroleum in it. Make sure it hasn't got parabens in it. Nanoxinal 9. Do you remember Nanoxinal 9? Do you remember all the fuss about that, Zippy? Kind of, kind of. Yeah. They brought it out when HIV was rife and everybody was, you know, AIDS was a big thing. I think think we should put in the show notes all the things to look for. Yeah, maybe. Make sure, because it's so hard to remember, I'm sure. Well, what I do is... What are they going to do, play our podcast while they're in the aisle at CVS? (laughs) Well, remember that a summary of every single show is on Medium. The podcast that we do on Medium is on there. It's a little bit behind the actual podcast, but you can generally find a summary of what we talk about on that. Um, We should put that in the show notes, actually. Nanoxinal 9 was something that they added to condoms that was meant to destroy the HIV virus on contact, and it did Everybody thought it was going to do all these ways. All it did was irritate everything. So you don't want it to go anywhere near nanoxinal 9. But water-based, bought lubes, water-based lube is the good all-rounder because it won't eat condoms because other lubes do destroy condoms and it won't affect your sex toys because if you have a silicone sex toy that you know sex toy is made of silicone silicone lubes destroy it they eat it it sounds like they'd be compatible but they're not so you must use a water-based lube if you're going to use a lube with a sex toy silicone lubes are good because they last longer they're more luxurious they're more expensive but they are really good if you're sensitive because they don't won't give you a yeast infection. They're also really good because they don't taste of anything. So there's no flavor. So if you want to go on and have oral sex, it's not going to be like, yuck, what the hell's this? You can buy flavored lubes, but then sometimes they're a bit cheap and nasty and got all the other stuff in them. But you cannot use silicone lubes with sex toys, just to reiterate. Unless they're cheap plastic, that's fine. But if they're quality silicone, you'll just ruin your sex toy. Oil-based lubes are less popular, but they're really moisturizing. So if you have really bad dryness, they're really, really good for that. They are a bugger, again, to wash off. Bugger's my favorite word today, isn't it? I keep saying it. And that leads me nicely into my final point, anal sex. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like it was scripted. Lovely segue. (laughs) (laughs) Now, anal sex You need a very specific lube for that because the rectum doesn't produce any lubrication at all. So you need something that's really thick, that's long-lasting, that's very slippery, so it's worth splashing out for that. So the theme of all this is think about what you're going to be doing and then match the lube to the sex act. 
So think about yourself. If you're only going to buy one, a good all-rounder is water-based. But if you're going to do anything, you know, just think about what you do the most and what it needs to do, and then you pick from those. But please avoid the household loops. You really aren't doing yourself any favors. So do you have a brand that you recommend? Or Well, I do one in my range, but I honestly think... In, in your range, of- so you make your own lube? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 45 products or something in my ranges. So, But I tell you what, lubes are very interesting these days because they are so careful now with what you have to put in them. So mm. it's much better for the consumer. So you can't, so I, a lot of my lubes where, you know, you had to reformulate them because they can't have this, they can't have that, they can't have the parabens, they can't, or anyone with a conscience because, you know, you're putting them inside your body. So mm. it's it's got to be good. But yeah, so they are, but I just think, you know, KY Jelly, do you get that in the US? Mm-hmm. It's an old fashioned, comes in a big long tube. It's probably, it's the cheapest lube, but it's very good. It's just a, it's just a, I can't remember if that's water-based, so you need to check that, but something like that, just easy, you know, that's easy, That's just a non-expensive, you don't have to go for anything flash, just mid-range leaves are fine. All right. It's so funny. I'd love to think about the marketing team sitting around being like, well, how much should we charge for this lube? <laughs> <laughs> Do we think this is a mid-range or perhaps... It's a little more of an upscale. Yeah, well, of course it is. Like, what luxury ingredients? Listen, this is welcome to my world because this is what we used to do when all the we could meet in person with all the sex toys. It was like, this is going to be priced at this point because people who will use this toy will have used that toy. And so they used to spending a bit more on this toy. It's fascinating. This would be a hilarious video for a sitcom. Like, the people who work at a sex toy company and, like, the marketing they did a whole. Did they? They did a whole document. They've done two lots with Love Honey. They've done... The sex toy, they used to have a sex toy competition and I used to be one of the judges. Oh my God, Zippy, the things that people used to send in. Hilarious. And some of them, one guy had an idea for what's called the squeal and he he made millions out of it, I think, because he invented (laughs) a wheel that that recreated the feeling of oral sex. So it was like a a lapping machine. (laughs) Anyway, it was hilarious. And then they did it. They've done a documentary, What It's Like to Work for Love Honey. But I love the sex toy competition because some of the No, I just mean like a sitcom. Like it's like a woman who works there and like that's her job and like a like a scripted show. People should just listen to this show to get all your creative ideas. I know, I should write that down. Okay, I'm going to put this on the list. (laughs) Sitcom. I could be the consultant. It would be great. You could call it Love Honey. Maybe I'll tell my husband. All right, third question. (laughs) I have just got married and am, you can always tell the British questions, by the way. I have just got married and I'm four months <laughs> pregnant. I love my husband dearly, but the week before the wedding, I met up with a man I still have feelings for. I wanted to be sure I was marrying the right person. I decided I am, but I'm ashamed to say we ended up having sex. This should be one of the happiest moments of my life, but it's not because I have no idea who the father is. It could be my ex or my husband. What do I do? Oh my gosh, this woman. I know. And you're right that that is British because that actually came through on my socials, not our website. And believe me, the message was long. But <laughs> she, um, but, but she, I mean, what the things that she really tried to emphasize, she does absolutely love her husband. She had this thing about this guy she'd gone to uni with. And she really felt like she wasn't going to be doing the right thing by herself or her husband if she didn't go and investigate this. So she did. She met up with him. She said she kind of knew when she saw him that it was just a lovely part of history, etc. But they did end up having sex. She goes to great lengths 
to reassure me that it wasn't lusty sex, it was sweet sex, that they both cried afterwards, that she went back to her husband and realised, you know, she was doing the right thing. But... Did she tell tell her husband? No, this is the whole dilemma. She hasn't told the husband. Is that she's pregnant, she hasn't told the husband. And the thing is, just because the sex was tender doesn't mean it's not going to make her pregnant. Oh, my gosh. I wish I'd asked this beforehand, before we started recording, because... I want to know, like, why didn't she practice safe sex? Was this, you know, she's had, she's on the pill and this was the 1% chance that it didn't, time it didn't work? Or did, was this sub, subconscious desire to become impregnated by this man? Or was she just drunk and forgot? I mean, I don't know how you could not think about safe sex in this scenario, but she didn't. So does she tell, she's four months pregnant, so she's probably past that danger point, isn't she? Should she tell her husband and risk losing the marriage or should she continue on? Now, you know that 10% of men are fathering children that are not theirs, apparently. 10%. That's one, one in 10. Oh, my so gosh. One in 10 people. Now, I'm sure, so you, you will absolutely have your take on this, whether she should tell or not. Do you want to go first or should we do, should I go first or what? I don't even know what to tell this woman. No. This is not a good situation. I mean, can't she just back it up and like figure out where she was in her ovulation cycle and think through? Or, I well, don't that's know. a very logical thing. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that is a very logical thing to think. Yeah. Why doesn't but, she try that first? Yeah, because I don't know, for some reason in my head, I got it. I thought it was like just a few days before the wedding. And assume, well, actually, lots of people don't have sex on their wedding night. So I got the impression it was within a short period of time, but I could be wrong. So very I feel so good bad. advice. I feel so bad for her husband. I mean, mm. here he is thinking he's just gotten mm. married to the love of his life. Meanwhile, she's cheating on him and possibly pregnant with somebody else's child. And this poor guy's just like bebopping around, maybe listening to so our podcast. I know. But do you <laughs> if know you have a wife who you just got married to and she's four <laughs> months pregnant, this could be your wife. That's a horrible thing to say. I know, I'm so awful. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's not your wife. Oh, my God. How to funny make every man in the world paranoid. You are dreadful. I'm sorry. It is is abhorrent behaviour to deceive. But you know what? For every man that's broken, don't you think there's another man who says, do you know what? I'm really glad I had the opportunity to bring up this child that I love with a wife that I love and I wouldn't have had it any other way. And they never end up hating the child, do they? Well, no, they of course not, out. because they love the child, but still. Yeah. They might hate the wife, but they don't. But it is, this is why it's such an awful thing. And I think one thing I would say is if there's any chance that anybody else is ever going to find out the truth, she should just tell like, if she's told somebody about what happened, you maybe can't keep... If there's any chance at all that she's going to be rumbled, what is the point of pretending, I think? I think that her relationship might be a bit doomed. I mean, there's so much deception. There's so much exactly. lying. How do you build a trusting relationship with that as the as the foundation of it? I don't know. I'm not feeling I very optimistic. completely agree because one thing I was going to say is how well is she going to handle carrying this secret because what tends to happen is exactly what you said is that wives then look at the husband and think oh my god look at what I'm doing to him so it breaks down their marriage that way they just feel they just can't relate they feel so guilty some of them have trouble bonding with the child because they feel shame every time they look at the child so it often wrecks the marriage the secret wrecks the marriage yeah yeah the secret itself yeah you've got that but I do think that some people some women 
you know, look at it and probably think, well, what's best for the child? And I suppose if she's thinking, right, well, this is a great man that I'm married to. He's going to make a great father. It's probably best for the baby because I don't, I mean, I don't know the situation with the biological father, whether she could, you know, if this marriage didn't turn out, she could end up with him. I don't know. But, oh, it's such a, it's a really difficult question. Oh, and the other thing, I did a bit of research on this. And what seems to be a common theme is that women, understandably, wrestle for so long with the should I tell him, shouldn't I tell him, should I? They feel like they've missed the moment. Mm. And then suddenly it's just too late and this, all of a sudden they think I'm going to say something before the baby's born and then the baby's born and they don't say anything and then it's the first birthday and then, and then all of a sudden the kid's 30 and they're thinking, well, you know, too late now. So I think if you're going to say something, I think it's best to say it now. Yeah. Do you think so? I don't know. This is such a difficult one. This is a difficult one. Yeah. I mean, because she could tell someone now and he could say, forget it, I'm out. But he doesn't mm. know if he has to stick around for this baby or not. So what's he going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad. I, think, that, I think, think about the ovulation thing. I think that's a really good point. And then I think, how well are you going to handle this secret? If yeah. you're the sort of person who's very good at compartmentalizing and you really feel like you've... And also, do they look, I mean, do they look alike, these two men? Yeah. I mean, how different do they look? Oh, man. Mind you, if Princess Diana can get away with it with Harry, <laughs> I mean, really? They might, when they, I mean, how, how similar do they look? It's so amazing, you know. Sometimes you look at kids and their parents, you think, that cannot possibly be the dad. And you yeah. look at her and, you, and some kids just don't look like they come from either parent, do they? So I suppose maybe that's not a factor. So does everybody think that, Harry is not actually Prince Charles's son. Yeah. That's like what everyone thinks. Well, yeah, it's like common knowledge. It's common knowledge. Didn't, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's true. God, no one knows if it's true. <laughs> but she she had that affair with the redhead guy. I can't remember. Yeah, and yeah. everybody thinks that he's Harry. He's probably going to get sued by the royal family now. But it is a very commonly believed myth hmm. that he's not hers. And he doesn't even look like any of the rest of them. Mind you, he's got the same hair pattern loss, so maybe. Who knows? I mean, anyway, apparently yeah. they're very popular over there, are they, Meghan and Harry? I don't know. Not, not really. I don't mm. know. I don't know. There was some. No. There's always some scandal. I but, used to um, love both of them. I guess and if I were I really the, if I were, well, I don't know. I guess he has real no big incentive to take a DNA test at this point. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't really. Does he? Yeah, like well, no, I'm good with this life. Although he's not, so <laughs> no, he's not. So maybe now he's not. So maybe he does want a DNA test. Yeah, gold. Okay, sex challenge. Oh, sorry. Yes, sex challenge. Sex challenge. Play a sex game. Now, we're having a very jovial little time today. Play a sex game. And seriously, if you search sex games to play with a partner, you'll be amazed what comes up. You've got Strip Twister. You've got (laughs) Sexy Jenga. You've got the board game Monogamy. You've got position cards where you try a new position. And honestly... These things are actually great fun. And we forget that, you know, couples who play together stay together. And the more you play, the, the you know, the better you you stop to get it. You move away from the idea that sex should be deadly serious. And people think sex should be deadly serious. But this is fun. And also when it's a game, all the hard work's done for you. So it's just a bit of a laugh. And I try to find, actually, do you know, um, you know, have you heard of Esther Perel? Mm-hmm. She's like a Belgium. Yeah, she's, she, she's just done a board game, but it's not available in the UK, but it is there. 
where you ask each other questions. It's not so much about sex, but it's about relationships. And you you would say, it's things like, what was something that you felt really humiliated when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Or what's something that made you joyous? And you ask your partner. And I had a quick, quick flip through. And I love all that sort of stuff. And I was thinking, well, she won't come up with anything that I haven't thought of. But she did. They're quite good. So I think mm. games like that are really good for relationships. I'm making and a board game too. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you told me. Yeah, you told me off air last time. I think yeah. it's a bloody good idea. Anyway, really we'll see. good idea. I got the sample board, but I need to make a bunch of tweaks. So we'll see. Oh my god! I, I forgot I about that. That's fantastic. I don't know. People I have, love. Board I like games. to have eight thousand balls up in the air at the same time. 8, Although 000. I shouldn't say that on this 20, show because it could be taken out of context. So <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay. well, that was really fun. Thank you, Tracy. It was. Listeners, I hope you got something out of that, or at least you had as much fun as we had. And yeah, so <laughs> see you, <laughs> see next, you week. next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. 